Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They might talk about human music, film, books, football, and box sets, exercise, and maybe even food. Trivia and sports, politics and health, sometimes well-being too. On the life with Brian. On the life with Brian. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Life with Brian, the Brian McClare podcast. As you have probably guessed by the accent, I am not the aforementioned Celtic and Manchester United legend, Mr. McClare. My name's Mark and I'm here to push the record button and feed the main man subjects to talk about. Helping me to extract the thoughts and words from Brian um, in this episode and everything after is journalist Matthew Christ. Matthew, how are you? I'm very well, Mark. Thank you very much. Good. Um, well, that's about all you need to know about us. Um, so let's hear from Brian McClare himself. Welcome to your own show, Brian. How are things with you? I very much like the introduction, particularly the part about dragging the words out. It may well uh, be uh, like that. I doubt that very much for some reason. I'm a man of very, that's maybe the one, I don't know why I'm doing this, because I'm a man of very, very few words. Uh, Yeah, what are we calling you, Brian? Brian? Chucky? Your Highness? What's the, what's the right protocol in this format? I think Chucky is the uh, appropriate, but um, I'm comfortable with uh, any, um, any addition to the end of the name. I've been experimenting with several, and I've settled on Chocrates. Because it's he is not uh, he is um, well the second Socrates that I'm aware of the Brazilian Socrates is a person uh, that I've admired as a, a football player and also for his uh, morality and principles. Do you think this is the right time to actually tell people that don't those that don't know where the uh, original Chucky came from? I mean, I can't believe anyone doesn't know that, but. For anyone that doesn't, do you want to uh, just uh, there is some, well, refresh the memory? I mean, it, strangely enough, I mean, it, 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 I don't know if everybody yearns, but I think when you're, you're, you're growing up, it's quite nice to have a, a nickname. And I never had a, well, I never had a nickname. Um, one of the reasons uh, I'm aware, well, one of, the, one of the reasons why I'm called Brian, according to what I can recall my mother saying was that she wanted a name. I'm the oldest firstborn in my mother and father's household and that uh, she wanted a name that you couldn't shorten. My dad was Charles. It was, um, he got Chick and Charlie and she just wanted something. And that, and I don't know why. And her brother was called Hugh and he got Shug uh, or Huey. Uh, so for some reason she had this in her head that uh, she wanted to find a name. And she she decided upon Brian, um, who was also the, the which was also the name of the first king of Ireland. Uh, 
But people have managed to later on in my life uh, actually shorten that to Bry or B. Um, but all the way through my childhood, I, I, I never had a nickname. And uh, I had a, a, a nickname uh, when I was at Motherwell, um, um, which uh, is completely different. Uh, and that's a different tale altogether, which we may get to at some point if we decide that we're going to continue or if indeed there is any kind of appetite for uh, someone trying to drag the words out of me. Pre-season game in 1981 in um, uh, in Switzerland. Uh, it was a, a very, very hot day. It was a Saturday afternoon kickoff. Uh, the we were playing. Um, I was playing for Celtic. I'm not sure if it was. A, no, I don't think it was the very. It was my very first appearance. But as with the one with a lot of um, enthusiastic fans who, who tend to turn up um, all over the globe where their favourite football team is playing, and across this uh, over the top, we could hear a couple of guys singing. Um, Celtic songs or this Celtic song but you couldn't see them until they appeared over this uh, big um, terracing uh, massive terracing and they both of them had on everything they had on was in Celtic green um, including um, scarves and hats uh, mindful of that it was in the shade something like 90 odd degrees on that day and uh, one of them shouted uh, to me or to the to in general, uh, come on, the chocolate McClare. And uh, Tommy Burns, who uh, had, is one of the funniest uh, players or one of the funniest people I've, I've come across, latched upon this because he, he felt, and there's a lot of people felt that football players like things to be called particularly things or have things wanted. And he turned around and said, that's it. Or you're sticking but I'm going to make that stick. Chocolate. Chocolate, that's your name from now on. And uh, because he was a very um, um, diligent in his uh, his work with regard to nicknames, he did make sure that it stuck uh, by calling me um, chocolate, all various types of chocolate all the way through that. I suppose it's um, ironic that it was in Switzerland that has some kind of uh, attachment to said confection and over the period of time it uh, has been uh, shortened to, to Chalky as in C-H-O-C-C-Y but when it came to England several people thought it was um, C-H-A-L-K-Y which uh, is something sort of completely different and a bit of an aberration really so Tommy Burns uh, although he didn't um, he didn't come up with it. He was the one who made sure that uh, it stuck, and I'm very, I'm very pleased with it and de delighted because it's pretty unique, really. And why I like it, so a lot of it is because a lot of the other nicknames and of my teammates throughout my career, their nicknames are longer than their own name, which I just think is quite strange. You know, usually by ending a, an O or an I O or a Y or an S-Y to the end of it, you know. Giggsy. Skullsy. I suppose Bex is probably one of the few that's actually shorter, you know. 
But ultimately, though, it did become it, it, it did become shortened, though, didn't it? Because it was chocolate, and now it's become chalky. But I was going to say, did did you find yourself when you met new players and, and moved clubs and what have you? Did you have to keep explaining this? Because I remember talking to Neil Webb once. Always, and, uh, I've always had to explain he, he, it. Yeah, yeah. He 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 said he, he it, for years he played. Well, for a couple of seasons, he played alongside you, and he couldn't understand or couldn't work out why you were called Chockey. So, uh, obviously, was he was one Webby. of the few. Webb, yeah, Neil Webb. So, um, but... yeah, but it, it happened. It, 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 I suppose, in a way that, in oh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how fond or how um, how um, how much you are into the the various different kinds of of chocolate and confection. Uh, in Scotland, um, as my um, number of felons will will um, will back up, is that uh, chocolate eclairs are fairly popular, or quite popular. It's only when you mention, you know, or even I mean, chocolate eclairs, or as in the um, the shoe pastry with um, cream inside it. Uh, so both types, so both is the toffee sweet with chocolate inside it and the shoe pastry with uh, real cream or this other kind of weird cream we've had in Scotland covered in, in chocolate was, was had been always been popular. Um, it's only when you kind of turn around and kind of, well, turn around and say to people, uh, eclair, that they go, oh, no, it's locked. Oh, why didn't I even think about that? Mm, no idea, man. So, yeah, I've had to explain. I'd continue to explain it, but it, it, it's always entertaining to explain to people, knowing that, that well, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky, a bit more tricky when you're in uh, Hong Kong, but. Now we've got the pleasantries out of the way. I suppose it's time for me to say to you officially: um, Why now to dip your toe into the um, murky waters of the podcast world? And don't just say because I asked you to, because I know that's probably what you're going to say. No. But, I mean, no, no. The idea, the the the, the I used to be um, um, at the forefront with regards to reading up on various types of technology um, when CDs first came out. I, I bought a a CD player, and I had a CD player in my car and I went through, particularly to do with music, various different things, read up lots of different stuff that came out and then you, I didn't have a mini disc but I knew about it um, all the different formats uh, and then I, <clears throat> I was into the iPod when it first came out and been able to do the fascination. Cause I mean, well, I went from, I used to have one single CD in the, the car to having them. Um, I think the maximum I had was like a, one of those 12 CD holders so that, and that you could have it on shuffle. So you'd, you're maximizing your, um, your musical um, opportunities and uh, stuff you had a choice of the, um, which, um, Gives me just reminds me of them um, that you used to cast your big Gary Pallister and you had one CD 
not that he owned one CD, he just had the one CD that he would play. And I don't know whether he was doing it just because he knew I didn't like it or he actually did like it, but it was um, Sting's solo, or first solo album. Was this when you used to car share on your way uh, to... Uh, on the way to um, the cliff, yeah. So, uh, just maybe that was just his way of saying... Maybe that was just his way of saying he didn't want you to uh, travel with him. No, he was trying no, to put you off politely. No, the thing, the, the thing about being involved in football and being involved in that dressing room, we were we were quite blunt in our opinions of each other, and we didn't. Uh, we were quite comfortable uh, voicing those opinions, so we all kind of knew what it was, you know. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, to do with that. It'd be quite clearly parlayed. They've been saying. Uh, in, in to try to mock my accent, you're you're good yourself. You're yourself. You're driving to say I'm not taking you anymore. You're boring. So that uh, the podcast kind of thing, I'd never really been that bothered about podcasts, but my son Liam had been interested in all this sort of stuff, and I think because of of various um, versions and various well various versions in different formats of Jockey's Diary, he he periodically over two or three years has said, Oh, why why don't you think about doing a podcast? I think you'd be you'd be you'd be good at that. Um and I just was like, well, didn't really have the the inclination for it. Um but um I think probably after the most recent time the recent times after the the, the the last year or so. So I thought about it beforehand and I considered it never came across the right people to be able to get involved in it, which I'm very glad that I have now. So far, it's gone swimmingly well for all three of us. Uh, and hopefully that'll be something that'll continue for for a long time. Uh, and uh, I had I'd never come across the right enough, the right people to be able to, to, to produce it and to be involved with. And also because I didn't, because I wanted it to be, and hopefully it will be, uh, more upbeat and more positive. I didn't think in the, the the climate over the last year it was it was probably appropriate. Now that there's there's a, there seems to be a, there's a lot more positivity in the world, particularly in the sense that there's a lot more there, there is one or two vaccines that are being administered at the moment, and uh, this every day there seems to be uh, other ones that are being considered for licenses throughout the world. That maybe I should uh, come out of. Uh, well, no, we are, and that's why I thought we're right. Okay, it's probably the time now to to um, have a look and see if we can if we can um, touch a, a, some people out there, and uh, whether it be uh, humorously, whether it can be something that may help them, uh, something to give them positivity in their life. So here we are now, embarking on this first introductory podcast. What sort of things have you been doing or listening to, or what's kept you going and kept you in a positive frame of mind during all the other stuff that's been going on for the last year? Well, I, I, I think that I'm, I've always been a, a an optimistic and positive person um, that because it, one of the reasons, I suppose, has been that, that throughout my... Through every day that I've been virtually on this planet, whether it was through my 
through my childhood, the bits of that I can remember, and certainly through school, and then through into football, I wanted to to enjoy myself and have a, a laugh and a joke and a carry on with with people uh, every single day, and that and that's something that I've been able to maintain and and have read or even have positive thoughts. Um, you can, it's, it's even when you're wandering around, um, as as I have the pleasure of doing in in, in Edinburgh, where I'm residing in, at the present moment, you can see plenty of people who are who look glum, or plenty of people who um, who are in who are in situations uh, that are not as as good as the ones that that, that I've been in. Uh, I have a contact with a, a, I've got a good friend called Brian who who has um, um, addiction issues and he counsels several other people who have similar addiction issues and uh, I speak to him on a regular basis. And when you hear the sort of things that, that, that he talks about that have happened to him in his life and also he tells me about, about um, without compromising any um, trust is is that there's an awful lot of people with a lot of things that are difficult for them to deal with, and then not not only that, then all of a sudden becomes a a, 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 a strange and as you've already said, um, difficult situation where you don't know what's going to happen. You know, from one minute to the next, certainly that's my experience of. Of lockdown, you know, that and, and until until the other day, there um, probably more pertinently in England, and um, nobody had any idea of, of of when there was maybe going to be some light cast upon the shadow. So, so from a personal point of view, then, I mean, have, have you done your best to just avoid any kind of? Um, I mean, I remember talking to you back in the summer, I think it was, and you were saying how you. I've were, been doing that all my life. Though. Well. Yeah, more so now than uh, than even then, I suppose. But I mean, you were you were telling me that you you basically just wanted to avoid any kind of uh, reference to it, any kind of news. You even wouldn't listen to the radio anymore because you were just sick of hearing about it. So. No, I didn't. I stopped because it it's not just it's not just about that. I mean, I don't watch I don't watch I don't listen to the news because, and maybe it's something to do with with um, uh, your your time of life, your age, your outlook, um, your experiences, is that the news is is there because it, it's sensational. It's to be sensational. If they're going to be sitting and saying, um, talking about what really happens in people's lives, you're not people are not going to watch it. I think that, that whether it's, and it's been like that forever, it doesn't matter what it is. Is any particular thing, and that's where the way the news is. Uh, I didn't want to spend my time listening to. Um, well, and, and another thing about it is that what 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 I suppose the, you know the galling part of for me all the way through is, is that the, there's been a for me a misuse, uh, and a, 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 it's a, a misuse and uh, taking advantage of statistics. I did statistics at university, so I'm well aware of of um, of 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 what you can do with them. And I felt all the way through that uh, that people have used that to the to 
to their advantage, and I think a lot of it has been um, has been to scare uh, and to manipulate and to keep us, suppose, a bit suppressed. And but it, it has worked, and it seems that it, it would that certainly in the UK that majority of people will will in certain circumstances um, abide by lockdown. Uh, and get on with it with the the hope that at some point that it's going to cease. I think that the but all the way through, I think there's been there's been too much um, too much bullshit about it, uh, and a lot of people have been kidded about it all the way through. And I don't really even use that kind of thing about saying that uh, uh, we're going to defeat this by Easter. That and that was Easter last year, when quite clearly the evidence was still going to say, or evidence historically for viruses would be, no, that's not going to happen, you know. If you've been avoiding the the bombardment of news, good news and bad news, just the overwhelming amount of news that we've got that's, you know, almost all dedicated to coronavirus, what, what have been... What have you been doing to avoid that? What have you been watching? What have you been listening to? What have you been what have you been spending your time doing to, to get away from that? In the um well, I mean one of the benefits of, of not watching very much television is to be to be able to um wander through several box sets on all these um um, subscription channels that I didn't know existed until until then. So I've just been uh, I'd, so we've been doing a lot of walking. I um I've can I've went to almost to the same uh, convenience supermarket every single day since um, well even before when I, but even every single day now. After a long period of time of of which kind of I couldn't really get is that there was the same kind of number of people that I either walked past or I was in the same environment of in a small convenience supermarket without any face coverings, and then months after it, I was you they were told that you had to wear a face covering, and I don't see any difference whatsoever in the in that situation so watching um continue to do that walking i was i started to do a bit of running i don't know why i was doing running because i hate it i've always hated it and uh, but fortunately and some of your former uh, united colleagues yeah, will yeah, yeah. um yeah but they but they don't know they've, they've had to, I mean, the thing is about them is that they forget about exactly what it was and how difficult and how hard i work but we can get back to that another point um uh, running, but fortunately my body decided that um, it would uh, curtail that activity by by giving me a sore knee, so I couldn't do it anymore. And my GP told he was just laughing at me, nodding his head, and he said, um, "Get yourself a bike." Oh, well, I already had a bike, so I got the bike fixed. So uh, cycling, um, walking, um, I've always been pretty decent at avoiding people anyway, um, so it's not been. That, that difficult really uh, the the one thing that, that, that as I say that I and, and that you appreciate it by by not having it is the opportunity to go to um, the public house not necessary for a for an alcoholic refreshment but for the, the energy that that, uh, that, you, that 
probably because maybe that's somewhere that um, that I energise and you know that I go there, but not I don't have to particularly participate in any conversations or any actions that are there, but I can listen, I can watch, and I, I think I find that ener- I have found that energising, and I, that I do miss that. You saying you're some kind of barfly then that likes to just sit and uh, listen to the people's conversations and uh, watch the world go by? Are you a people watcher? Oh, I've always been a people watcher. Yeah, yeah. That it's I, I, yeah, very much been a people watcher. Every every day I see see things that are, that, that do amuse me or I hear things, and I think that probably a distillation of life when you get people. So rather than being out walking where you may come across um, some people who might be doing or saying something when you're in a room or uh, like the the pub does for you or even in the pub garden. The, the people tend to come there and you can you can locate yourself there if you if you choose to for for a period of time until you've had your um to your uh, to your to your energy um your energy bar is full up and and perhaps overflowing. But yeah, people watching always I like to do that, yeah. Speaking of people in pubs, um you were telling me a while back that uh, you often earwig into people's conversations who are, you know, nudging each other and saying is that Brian McClare? No, it can't be Brian McClare. Is it Brian McClare? And you're you're listening and just waiting for them to come over and speak to you. You must get that all the time. Uh, it 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 happens an awful lot more than than I would ever imagine it would would happen because um probably particularly in the fact that I'm covered in this um lovely grey stuff that's grown out of my face and in that period of time as well uh, it's astonishing though that really that why where, where people get it from you know. Um, but yeah, it is entertaining listening, particularly sometimes. I mean, I've been in situations where my name's cropped up where they've no idea it's been me, which is pretty bizarre as well. Uh, but you're, you're always, it's, it's, it's always, it's all forget. It's always been good. That's that's. It's all been always been positive experiences. I haven't had many people um, wanting to um, um, take me out or ask me out and what this um, colloquially known as Scotland is just for a square go, you know, or um, um, started um, castigating me in in various different situations. So I'm I'm I feel blessed in that that it's it's all gone well, even if it has been kind of some strange things. That uh, and and one of the things as well though about the recognition thing that. That slightly, it's, it's, a, it's a very mild irritation, but also humorous in that going back to, may I say, 19, 1981, when I first kind of had any kind of public profile as a football player, um, all the way through to now, that anyone who whoever has ever a discussion of maybe stop me in the street or been sometimes following me, is that um, there's usually a wager, 
maybe more in Scotland there is than anywhere else. There's always a wager between one or two people. It is me, it's not me, it is me, it's not me. And uh, every single time I've asked what the wager is uh, from 1981 to 2021, it's a fiver. Now, that's slightly disappointing in that it's still a fiver. And I thought it might have gone up to maybe, you know, £7.69 by now, but it's still a fiver. And I just find that a wee bit weird, really, you know, but a fiver, you know. Soon fivers, there won't be any fivers, will there? And it's like, what are you going to do now, you know? Maybe more they'll recognise me then and they won't come up and say, uh, excuse me, uh, do you mind asking, do you, but... Uh, and sometimes I say, I go, well, what I, I tend to say now to people, if they ask, I say that I used to be, which is pretty flummoxing for a lot of people for that initial instance, is like, how can you used to be? How can you, who, who are you now? <laughs> what are you now? Talking of flummoxing, I think the one time I've seen you actually flummox was um, at a pub, in a pub in uh, Glasgow back in the good old days when we had that couple of months in between lockdowns and... Uh, Somebody actually recognised you. And, uh, I mean, this podcast was nearly called Brian, What's Your Name? And uh, you know why that is, Brian, don't you? Because uh, this fellow in, uh, in a pub down the Gallagate obviously uh, obviously recognised that a former Celtic legend was in his in his pub and uh, word was going round. And, well, uh, it's, I mean, yeah, well... When I say former Celtic legend, I mean Celtic <laughs> legend, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That again, there, there's a great example of something that that occurs when you're sitting already having a, a really pleasant time with with some friends, um, visiting some uh, cracking places in 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 a, in a great town, and then you get a, a a situation that occurs like that from from nowhere, and that it is uh, hilarious as you were there because you witnessed it, but for. For, uh, for again, when you, when it's the the, the sort of I, I I don't really get I don't really understand this kind of thing because I, I if I, I wouldn't be running around doing this, you know, that's that's who that's 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 Joanna Lumley over there who apparently was going to come in the next day, or that's whoever else it is. But it was me and this particular person and the guy, and they're great, they're great at this, and the the um and the it was in the Saracen Head in Glasgow, very famous old pub. And uh, John Alumley was due in the next day, according to the same, to, to call it the same, uh, same uh, managed bar manager. But um, he was been talking to an, a, an, an older guy who was a, a big Celtic fan, who and one of the things I liked about about, about him and, and it's a it's a generation just before mine uh, is that that it was a Sunday and people in uh, in Scotland. And certainly, um, would would go to the would well certainly this guy had been he'd been to church he'd been to church and maybe on a Saturday night they'd get Friday Saturday night they would get dressed up because it made them feel better about themselves and on a Sunday as well they would go to church all dressed up in their best clothes and this guy had had had, had been to church and he was dressed in some lovely clothes his shirt on his tie on. Everything was immaculate. His shoes were immaculate, and um, the guy who's been telling them, saying to him, "Well, we're 
just within earshot, but not not. We weren't supposed to hear that. Uh, yeah, that was that's Brian McLear over there. He's going, nah, and that's no, that's never that. No, that he looked turned around, looked at me, and he said, "That's never, never him. No chance. That's never him." And uh, Tom goes, "I'm telling you, it's him." And then he's a he's a barman, and he, and he shouts over, "Brian, tell this guy what you were called when you were playing." I go, "You've just called me. <laughs> you just called me Brian." You know, it's like. Uh, and the guy went like, and he still wouldn't believe me. He still wouldn't. And then, uh, and then because of the even even him uh, at, he must have been heading towards. Was considerably older than me, so he must have been about about ninety odd. Um, and he's seventies. He gets his phone out and goes on to the internet, the interweb, picks up a picture, gets a picture up, comes over, holds it next to my face. There's a little look. No, not having that one. Gets another picture up. Right, okay. Yeah, that's good. And at that moment, which is which is a good part for me, he goes, um, let me buy you a drink. No, 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 you're you're okay. I'm I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm, I'm no no son. No, uh, it'd be a, it'd be an honour for me to buy you a drink. Hmm, this is this is uh, very pleasant. I like this part of uh, getting recognised. I just wonder whether Joanna Lamley went through the same experience when she went in the next day, <laughs> because uh, we, yeah, Brian's right, we were in that pub that day, and, and the landlord was telling us in no uncertain terms that Joanna Lumley was coming in the next day to do some filming, and he was very excited about it, and I do wonder whether somebody shouted out across the room, hey, Joanna, what's your name? <laughs> what was your name when you used to be um, in, that, uh, in those young programmes? What was your name in Absolutely Fabulous? <laughs> Patsy, hey, Patsy, your name's Patsy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. No, it's Joanna. No, come on, you can't eat. Yeah, no, no, no. I've seen you. Your name's Patsy. <laughs> I've had that before as well. Remember years ago, I was in another pub with some friends of mine, and uh, somebody must have told this guy. Uh, this was in Coatbridge. Yeah, uh, must have told this guy that uh, that, that Brian McLeod was over there, and uh, I, I don't know how this has happened. So they were two two friends of mine, both of whom are um, considerably larger than I am, uh, and. Guy went over and and came over and said to my mate, um, "Excuse me, um, can you do send me an autograph?" And my mate was going, "What are you on about?" He goes, "On oh, Brian McClare." My mate just said, "You know, you're Brian McClare." And he went, "No, no, that that's Brian McClare." Pointing to me, and he just looked at me and went, "No, that's not Brian McClare. Can you just sign this for me, you know?" And um, he he went, "Right, okay, right." And so he gets a bit of paper and he gives it to me, right? And I sign the bit of paper and hand it back to my mate who hands it back to this guy who at that point is totally disgusted. And he turns around to my mate and says, what kind of fucking person is you? Fucking you? You can't even fucking sign an autograph. 
<laughs> so not only is it, have I got the thing that it's not me, I'm going to, and my reputation is getting fucking tatters because I've signed as me, but the guy's not having it as me. So he's away fucking telling all his friends and all that else, that fucking Brian McClary, you know, he's a dick, you know, less, you know. And it was like, it just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have it, you know. He was like, that, 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 I'm sorry, but mate, this Brian McClary, no, fuck, fuck off, that's it. Like, so, so, so did the fella, your mate, did, did he look anything like you? Nothing like me, no. Nothing. I mean, he's 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 comfortably three stone heavier than me. That's that, you know. It's like he, he couldn't have he couldn't have created that situation in, in a play, in a drama. And and the the guy was so he was it was like he properly disgusted that me is not me had handed it to me as me to sign and hand it back. It was the it, yeah that was and we we couldn't we just could not convince the guy that he just wasn't having that he wouldn't even have it at all try to try going back and going look, look you know and everybody there was, I mean, it was just there was other people in the pub who, who knew this guy and he just was going and he wasn't he wasn't having it so he maybe still wandering around cursing me for the and the, so arrogant that i get somebody <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't even you <laughs> design autographs design autographs in my handwriting <laughs> In my handwriting as well, <laughs> my my exact autograph. So that's yeah. yeah. You just you just dragged that one out of me. You're right though. You say about how you know you miss these things with um, not going into the pubs, and not necessarily just for drinking, but just for the, just for the company. And uh, you no, know. that's a, that's all right. It's a poke because it's the, it's it's just so many. I mean, every time you go in, it's like you know that that thing we had in the, the recently when the and you can appreciate. When I'm in the summertime and I'm in the pub and there's a guy quite clearly is it's his it's his his activity that that, that makes life worthwhile for him, where he he's living on his own, um he he's 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 endured the first lockdown and now that he, he's allowed to go and go back to the place that that that's a sanctuary for him and uh, and uh, a place of of um that that he can. That he can feel comfortable and feel that his life is 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 good, and 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 that's going and being in the bar and um, either listening to other people's conversations or waiting for an appropriate moment to join in the, in people's conversations. And he was a fairly um, interesting dude, you know. And then and then you you overhear him. I'm, I'm talking about and he's involved in a conversation where there's two lads t- telling stories about their life and, and and he latches on to this kind of thing about as a lot of people do and and when you, you start to tell stories and you might start telling stories about people you've met you might start like that maybe that story i've just said to you there about brian mcclare even he's so arrogant he won't even sign his own autograph he's got some guy that <laughs> signs it for him which would be a really great story if it came back round. And you listen to people tell the story, and then other people will try and outdo them. Oh, I've got a better story than that. And uh, and this guy decided he would join in it in, in the story, and and it culminated in a in a conversation about um, South Africa and Paul Simon and the Paul Simon going there to to um, to record uh, the, his album, one of his most famous solo albums, Graceland. 
um, which would come under a, a lot of fierce criticism for various different reasons because he, he he went there when a lot of, a lot of, he went there as well it was still um, subject to apartheid but the, the the story that the guy's talking about is that he had, he had met apparently met this this single guy who's, who's regaling the story to two other lads about that he had uh, met some people who had been part of the recording of Graceland and that uh, there was a barbershop quartet. Uh, I think there was six or seven of them, at which point the four other people in the bar, including myself, your ears, well, certainly if you've got any idea about numbers, <laughs> is that, oh, what, did he just, did he just, surely no, he didn't, yeah, oh, and the, the one of the guys that he's talking to went, oh, hold on a second, you said, a barbershop quartet? Aye, I think there was seven. There might have been eight of them. Uh, no, 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 a quartet is, is four. No, 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 there was definitely more than four of them. It's <laughs> 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 that you think, oh, that, that's such a great story. You know, and it probably did happen to this guy that he was in South, South Africa and he'd met people who had sang on Paul Simon's Graceland. A great story to be telling in a pub in Scotland, uh, but then and then um, been able to make it an even better story by uh, by either not being able to count or not understand what the word quartet meant, or maybe even barbershop. But uh, and 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 after then the two, I think it was the next day we uh, the pub shut again in Scotland, and I've often wondered how how that guy has has got on in that period of time because uh, that that's what he did, you know, that's part of his, his everyday activities that that kept him motivated and, and kept him going. Life with Shiloh and music Life with fun and books Life with sprout and TV As well as plucking subjects out of thin air for each episode, we want you to get involved by sending your questions to McClare's mailbag. If you want to ask uh, Brian about Eric Cantona's music taste or the state of public transport in Scotland's central belt or anything equally as random, then here's your chance. You can get in touch by following us on Twitter at Pod and use the hashtag AskChockey and we'll read the best ones out each week. So, Matthew, if you please uh, stick your hand in my sack and see what comes out. Nothing would give me greater pleasure, Mark. So, um, here we go. This is the first one. This is from Craig, Craig Fairley. Now, he says, can you ask Brian about the Oasis live demo tape that he apparently has and if he still has it? Now, Brian, I think this goes back to the days of when Liam and Noel Gallagher used to clean your car, did they not? It wasn't It wasn't an exclusive agreement, um, Liam and Noel were part of a, a car cleaning company uh, owned by a lad who was um, from the same area in Manchester as they were. Um, you know, they're all big City fans. They, ma- they managed to persuade um, Alex Ferguson that, uh, to allow them to come to the to the cliff to uh, to, to 
to clean uh, the the cars at the cliff, including the including the staff, because they were already they were already doing it at uh, Platte Lane at the time. Uh, and uh, as long as um, the gaffer's car got cleaned and um, and uh, valeted first, then he he was quite happy for that to to continue. Um, I don't remember so much about Liam, but I certainly remember uh, Noel had a penchant for um, for uh, penguin biscuits with his coffee if he ever came round to the house to to valet the cars there. Um, and Paul gave me a a cassette, which turned out to be a... I don't think it was a demo. I think it's a, a copy of the demo. So it was a tape with the, the a copy of the demo tape that they'd made because the, the version I had didn't have any inlay card with any details on it. It was just a tape. Um, uh, and it's uh, always mystifies me how people would, would know that I had been given some kind of version of it. Uh, I, could, I can't say that I could lay my hand to it, but I do have a box of tapes at home because um, I uh, that was one of the things I used to do was uh, make up uh, mixtapes to play in the in the car or in the uh, in my Walkman when we were on trips um, pre um, iPods. I think I've actually got one of um, Mr. Nevin's um, mixes lying about as well, so I might dig that out if. Uh, dig that out to have a look for that as well that maybe will be more valuable than the demo or the copy of the demo or the demo of the demo whatever it is I may have So was there any inclination with the uh, young Gallagher brothers at the time of what they might go on to become I mean were they particularly Oh they, uh, listening to well I mean my first my casting back although it's it's been probably easy to say now because of many things I've been written and reviewed about it it, it did sound as if they were um, they were fans of the Beatles um, if you listen to the first few tracks that were on the on the on their debut album, um, it, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was very good. For uh, at no at no point did you, did you really have the, any idea of the of the the mark they were going to make, not only on the music at the time, but also on the culture of the time. You know? So were they famously gobby as they went on to become, or were they well? And, no, as I said, that no, no, I don't, I don't recall no saying anything apart from thanks for his coffee and his penguin biscuits. Liam has claimed that he used to scratch the cars, which I think is a bit hyperbole, which uh, probably lends itself more to the music industry and that kind of sort of status or legend that you're trying to create for yourself, or 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 whatever else it helps you to to sell your your, your product. Um, but I do, I do find um, Liam and his comments that he makes and various different things you see in interviews uh, very amusing. Okay, well, let's go on. Um, Chris Chris Derry has asked you, uh, he says, two penalties against Rangers and a 3-1 win in 1987, and a Rangers fan tried to attack you during one of them whilst their manager, Graham Soonis, goaded the crowd. Was this your favourite Celtic game as a player? No, I, I don't have any favourite games. Favourite games that I played in at any point, even ones that that I might have um, scored goals in or, or won. Um, all of them, I was. There were great things to be part of, and great memories to to look to look back on. That game, to say, 
well, it's difficult to say what was was going through the guy's head. I mean, he he left the 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 Rangers end of the ground, which at the time the way that the configuration of the ground was a considerable distance away from the penalty spot. So, to keep up the um, the pace that he did uh, then, uh, potentially with um, a few. Uh, alcoholic drinks on board was quite impressive. Now he, he didn't he didn't attack me, but he was running towards me, and there's all sorts of things going through your head at the time about well, what do you do in a situation like this? Do you do you move out the way? Do you do you, do you rugby tackle them? Do you wait to see what happens? Do you do you, do you take a punch? I, I have no idea. It's, I had all these things through my head, but also with the with the, the knowing that um, it's it's been recorded. To be uh, broadcast, they'll be be broadcast live on the radio, and also there's there's a big big crowd there. Um, but he, for whatever reason, as he got close to me, he uh, he shouted um, something that, that, that I don't I don't know what he said. I couldn't, couldn't tell you what he said, but it wasn't um, it definitely wasn't uh, high chalky. Good luck with this penalty. Uh, and then he he as I say he ran past me. And then uh, I don't know. If, I'm not sure if one of my, my teammates maybe got, grabbed a hold of him or the um, the, the the policeman snapper in there. But he had a right good run, and, and he and in another world he could have potentially had a had um, the attributes to be an athlete. As I say, you know, running full pelt at that that distance, fully clothed with uh, maybe a couple of um, uh, tonic wines down him. It didn't put you off, though. You obviously dispatched the penalty. No, well, no, well, no, it didn't put me off, no. I um, I'm, I'm scored, I don't know if it was the first one penalty or the second penalty, because there was two penalties, if I recall, in that game. So it's McClare against Woods. The referee is making sure all the players are 10 yards away. 1-0 to Celtic. Comprehensively deposited by Brian McClear and the jubilation now from the Celtic fans no chance at all for Chris Woods and Brian McClear the goal scoring machine gets number 35 of the season OK so finally um, we've got a bit of a shopping question here from uh, Dave Dave McLaughlin um, he says with retail shops potentially opening in early April or later in April in Scotland what shopping strategies would you suggest for people looking to buy presents for their other halves? Well, okay, that's a two-part two answer to this question. There, there was a, uh, there's a, there's a Dave who uh, was was telling um, a couple, of, well, me and some friends of mine, um, what they had decided to purchase for their other half for Christmas. Uh, which was, um, and this is what I would, I would say, I would, I would not recommend anybody doing this. And, and if this, and if Dave did get away with this, then uh, it's uh, all the credit should be down to his uh, his partner because he decided, in his wisdom, that it would be a good idea to buy her some clothes for the gym that were at least one size too small for her to encourage her. He said to encourage her to lose weight, uh, and allied with that was said membership for the gym that uh, we, that he was going to put in as as part of the present. So, if the uh, if that relationship su- su- survived, then it's a huge credit to 
to the uh, to the girlfriend, wife, partner, whatever. I think that's the for me that that as I say, that would be the, the wrong strategy to take. Um, I um, even if it's in a, in a humorous way, I would expect you to get a clout round here for that. I would suggest that um, you um, pay a, a pay attention, or have maybe have paid attention much more to to your partner during lockdown because you spent maybe a bit more time with her. And you may well have gleaned some of the things that she uh, she likes. You may be her, her favourite perfume. Uh, it may be um, a, a favourite uh, drink, which not necessarily mean to be um, to be an alcoholic drink. But I know that uh, from from experiences listening to other people who have had positive positive uh, feedback with regards to the gift that uh, prosecco always seems to go down well. Um, Particularly, I think, in the sense that you can get a lot more Prosecco um, compared to what you can get for Champagne, and apparently it tastes just as uh, uh, just as nice. Uh, I think that uh, flowers always are a, a very good present. And uh, you get some lovely chocolates now from, from places like uh, Hotel Chocolat. But of course, you should never forget that... Uh, you may well have noticed what a favourite kitchen implement is and maybe that needs replaced. With those retail and relationship pearls on board, uh, let's bring our first episode to a close. Um, Chucky, thanks very much for doing this. Um, I hope you're willing to forgive me and Matthew for subjecting you to, to this podcast and, and you're going to come back again? Uh, no, it's been a... For, for various reasons, it's been a, it's been a wonderful... Uh, and um, enjoyable experience, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to to um, to hearing the professional edit of the nonsense that I've been um, been talking about. But also, I think that uh, I also am I'm running through my my head consistently um, things to ask uh, our future guests too. So I'm, I'm uh, energized about the whole the whole situation thanks to you two guys for the for all your efforts well that's good news because me and Matthew have got little little else to do at the minute so yeah we'll be uh, we'll be here uh, and Matthew thank you as well my pleasure always a, always a pleasure and thanks Brian as always thank you gentlemen and before we wrap it up um, if you're wondering about the brilliant music on the show uh, we have the McClares to thank once again uh, and no, this time it's not Brian. In fact, all the credit goes to the uber-talented Liam McClare, who is Chucky's son. Uh, like all musicians, the last year has been tough on the work front, so if you're looking for someone to compose something unique and catchy for any event or project, it would be great if you could get in touch with Liam via his email address, which is liamwritesongs at gmail.com. Uh, and you should definitely go and look at his Twitter account, which is at Liam McClare where he posts a lot of videos from his YouTube channel, where he also does uh, live streaming sessions. So please go and give him a look, and, and hopefully, uh, if you can find somehow to support him, then please do. Um, such a talented lad, Brian. You must be really proud of him. Yeah, I think that it's great to, for someone... Uh, I mean, I said before that I was I was allowed to follow my dream, which was be, to become a professional football player. Liam um, had a little opportunity to do that, but he decided that that wasn't for him. So he, he's followed another dream that he's had, which is uh, in, in music. 
uh, and it's allowed him to um, it's allowed him to to live a, a really good life where he's doing what he loves and uh, what he, what he thoroughly enjoys and um, um, avoid well he, he loves doing it and that's the thing it's a dream that's something that one of his dreams saying football was one but he's fallen the, the dream of music uh, and he's gone through various different um, journeys along that that route uh, and he, he seems to be in a, a happy place with the with what he's doing with his music and what he's producing with his music and I think you can see that when they, if you watch him on the, the YouTube stuff on a on a Friday night when he's when he's playing away that um, it's something he thoroughly enjoys and as a as a byproduct for him that it's his um, it's his livelihood as well. Well, all that's left me to do now is a bit of admin. Um, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Brian McClare Pod for news about upcoming episodes and some of the special guests that we're going to have on in the future. You can get in touch with us via the hashtag AskChucky, uh, where you can send the questions for the mailbag. And please don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. Uh, you'll find Life with Brian, the Brian McClare podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Acast and just about everywhere else. Uh, that's it then. Thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it and that you're going to be back next time. So cheers. Life with Brian. Life with Brian. Talking films or music. Life with Brian. Talking TV and food. Life with Brian. Talking trivia. Podcast Network.